0: Who's in the slot?
1: Look in that direction on a slam! Huge hit! Ball picked off! The volunteers on the Carol make an interception. Jawan Mitchell, they call him Juju. A discrepancy. Schuster, they were going to take a shot, but he's hit by Nelson!
0: and nebraska has picked up the football their first takeaway of the game wells way down the field
1: it is into coverage it is intercepted it is over Lamarian james has sealed the victory for old dominion and fittingly
0: it comes on a takeaway The Devi IDP grind. Uh, we're back this week, me and Justice, as we continue our, uh, our conference IDP previews for the upcoming season. So we got the SEC West this week. So, um, hey, man, what's going on?
1: Yeah, not much. Internet, shit in the bed, but <laughs> other than that, it's, that it's, first been, hand. <laughs> it's been a. It's been a I don't know. It's been an interesting week with it. Like I had problems last Saturday. They sent a tech out on Sunday. He got it working and says, well, I got to come back on Tuesday. And then he spent two hours Tuesday and like, according to him, everything's great. Well, then all of a sudden, like literally two o'clock today, boom, no internet, no phone. Um, and the cable works. So I tried their online support. Well, I'll never do that again. Cause Yeah, bad idea. So I actually called and spoke with someone and got much got got much further along. And I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. I take the modem and plug it into where one of the cable boxes are and it works. I take the cable box and plug it into where the modem is, it works. Put the modem back where the modem is supposed to be, and it doesn't work. But even even when the modem was like at the other location, like the the cable company, they couldn't see it. She's like, I still can't see it. I'm like, well, everything is lit up, like it's working, and she's like, well, I can't see it, so I don't know what's going on. So, (laughs) anyway, using my
0: phone. (laughs) Internet issues
1: are not fun. Yeah, I've had intermittent problems since like, I guess January.
0: (sighs) They're driving
1: me crazy. Um, Yeah, speeds just drop out for no reason. Right.
0: Um. So we got the SEC West this week, which is uh, Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. So some of the bigger names when it comes to IDP is on, has or has been on that side of the SEC in the West.
1: Um, yeah, with the exception of maybe like Georgia, right?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, in years past though, they—it's only been the last few years that they've really come on with their IDP. So. And, and um, their
1: IDP from a college production perspective, it really isn't there right it's it's more the, right. the, pro, the more the pro the pro potential is whether it was you know you're grabbing those right. guys.
0: Um yeah before we get all the way into it, let's thank trophy smack for providing the rings for us. they've got good quality uh, merchandise, whatever you need rings, plaques, trophies, belts. You know, they're good quality, well-made. So uh, go check them out. Thank MFL, uh, MyFancyLeague.com for supporting our listener leads. They hook us up with those. And if you like to gamble, don't forget to go over to Action 24-7 Betting. And um, they've got everything you can bet on right now. So baseball, basketball, football, hockey, ping pong, darts, golf, racing, you name it. They've got it. So go check them out.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's some pretty good, like I haven't checked lines in a while, but like, um, I, I, I bet the um, the Penn State West Virginia line, like, I think it's moved up, but it was like 16 and a half. I think it's now closer to like 20. Um, wow. and then like, you know, like some of the futures, like, um, the Eagles to win the NFC East or the Eagles to win the NFC Championship, you know. Things like that were things that I put some money on recently.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I've uh, I've not looked at anything in the last month or so. So, well, almost about whenever the finals was over. But so that'll be something I'll start
1: looking at more at as well. Oh, uh, no, the I don't know what it is now, but with the Colorado, the Colorado win total, I think like at one point it was like five or six. It might be down to like three or four now, but I bet I bet the under on that too. <laughs> <laughs> but that was back like in the spring, right? Right when right when I saw that spring game, I was like, "They're going to be terrible." Yeah, I don't. <sighs> it's going to be from a win's perspective. They're going to be terrible. I mean, I think they'll be a better team, right? But you know, it's not. It's from a win-loss record perspective. Um, I don't know that you're gonna you're gonna see the improvement that drastically.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I was trying to look and see, because
1: um, like I only saw like one win, and I wouldn't even say it's a for sure win. That's against Colorado State. Yeah, I mean you kind of talked
0: about this um, previously. Yeah, but we, we. I don't think you're we so really bad. mentioned the odds, but it was. Uh, I don't see it right away, but uh, I don't see it right off. Seen Colorado State, but I didn't see them, so I'll try to keep looking for it. But yeah, those odds—if you got—if you got six and a half or six, and you took the under, you got to think you're in pretty good shape to win that one. They're going because we talked about their defensive line bands as well. Remember?
1: Yeah, their defense is not going to be good for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be <laughs> very good. But anyway, speaking of defense, that's what we're talking about today. SEC West, uh, we'll start with um, Alabama here. Um, you take off. He's the one put these together, so I'll let you take
1: off like you did last week. All right. So, uh, like, the first player is probably, like, one of the, in my opinion, premier players for IDP for this season, um, and that's Dallas Turner, um, edge linebacker for uh, Crimson Tide. You know, he really uh kind of took off his true freshman season uh, two years ago. Um, Last year, you know, and, and I'd say in both seasons – He's, you know, definitely overshadowed by Will Anderson. Um, last year, I feel like wasn't as good a statistical season for him as his freshman year. Um, but now with Will Anderson gone, like Dallas Turner is the man um, or should be the man. And, you know, he's already getting, uh, you know, high uh, NFL draft praise. But uh, last year he ended up with 37 total tackles and four sacks. Um, I don't have his TFLs in front of me. I don't know if you have that, Hollywood. Um, but, you know, I, I would expect him to end the season like this coming year with double-digit sacks, uh, you know, at least 10 sacks. I think his freshman year what he have like somewhere around eight or nine?
0: I think it was eight if I remember correctly.
1: Um, and, that, and that's a true freshman in the SEC, so that's – that's uh, yeah. pretty pretty impressive for a, a true freshman. So he had eight and a half. Um, so in twenty twenty one he had he had thirty total tackles and eight and a half sacks. 2022, 37 total tackles, four sacks. So his tackles went up a little bit, but his sacks went down. Um, but even Will Anderson's sacks went down last year too, right? He went from what right. 19, 19, I think to like ten. Yep. So, um, pretty good drop
0: off for him as well.
1: Yeah. But I you know, like, like
0: Turner. I still think he's the premier guy, right? So,
1: yeah. And, he, and he's got good size, right? 6'4, 240. So, um, that's, I, that, I mean, I could be wrong, but that's a little bit bigger than Will Anderson, right? Uh, I think so. And- uh, well, they're close. It's close. So, looks like Will's 6'4, 243. So, they're pretty, they're, they're oh, essentially okay. the same size. Um, but yeah, you know, Dallas Turner. If I mean, if by chance he is not owned in your league, <laughs> he should be a priority for sure. Although, I can't imagine, yeah, I can't imagine you're in an IDP league and he's not owned. So, yeah, that'd be crazy.
0: But I have seen some crazy stuff, so it never hurts to
1: check. Sure. Um, next up is defensive tackle, uh, Tim Smith. He is a senior and he's getting a little bit of, um, little bit of draft buzz. He's not someone I think I'd be overly interested in unless you're in a defensive tackle required league. And then even then, right, like you know, he doesn't he's not he's not a sack guy. He's you know, he's okay from a from a tackle perspective. Um he aver- he's a- only averaged basically one sack his first 3 years at Alabama and he's right around the 20-25 tackle mark too. So um he's 6'4, 304 so, you know, he's getting some draft buzz, but I I don't really know how much fantasy value he has. Um, and definitely not in any league that's not a defensive tackle required league. But even in those leagues, I think, you know, from a production standpoint, I think he's he's shown to be fairly limited. Uh, next is cornerback uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, who's also, you know, getting some uh, first-round hype. Uh, he's a uh I believe this is his third year at uh, alabama this past season twenty twenty two he had thirty five total tackles one sack, one interception and fifteen pass breakups which you know you love to see from a cornerback um his true freshman season he had twenty six tackles one sacks and one pass defended. so you know kool aids b six one one eighty eight he's um his real name is Jaquincy, but he goes by Kool Aid. Uh, he, he's you know very possibly the the first cornerback selected in next year's NFL draft. Um, again, if you're in a cornerback required league, um, he's someone that should you know definitely be owned. Um, if he's not, I'd be looking at him because uh, you know he's going to get drafted. He's going to get that high draft capital next year uh next is someone we've talked about i don't know how many times we've talked about a lot and it's uh true (laughs) freshman caleb downs at uh he uh he was in proud he was there for the spring right um he got a lot of a lot of accolades a lot of praise in the spring right and i think we both expect him to be a starter day one um they lost um lost quite a bit in that in the defensive backfield they lost uh Brian branch Jordan battle DeMarco Helms. all three of those guys are gone um, and you know like in addition to Caleb Downs Malachi Moore is probably the other guy that's that's gonna start a safety for him but uh, you know Caleb Downs was a five-star number one safety in the class um, you know he's a he's a He's a ball hawk. You know, he played both ways in high school. And, you know, the the thing that stood out the most to me when I watched his film was how electric he was with the ball in his hands. Um, I certainly think there's things he needs to improve on um, at the college level, and I have no doubt that he will. Um, You know, I I didn't feel like he was, like, a very good tackler. Like, he just kind of hit folks. Like, he was always trying to, like, make the highlight play kind of thing. Versus actually like tackling them, you're just trying to like hit them and knock them down versus wrap them up. Um, But I'm sure like you know Alabama like if he continues to do that, Alabama he's not going to be on the field very long, right? So I'm sure I'm sure they've instilled instilled upon him like, hey dude, you got to tackle like you just can't go around just trying to hit people and knock them down. Um, (laughs) But I mean, he he looked good in coverage, right? I and it, the, the hardest thing about evaluating him was the fact that he played both ways in high school, Um, and so you know he's using a lot of energy on the offensive side, and so he was clearly taking plays off, like on the defensive side, and so yeah. it's it's kind of hard to, I don't know, yeah, I don't know that you see you didn't always see his best best effort, and so it's kind of it was kind of hard to. Evaluate him from that perspective, but
0: right. um, plus he played in special teams. Yeah, he was on the field returned, all the time, right? It. I mean, yeah, he never came off. So uh, you know, you can see him take a player or two off here and there. But with how he's playing and how he was being used and how much he was getting played, I'm, I think I'm okay with what he gives. Me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> I'm not, I'm, it was certainly
1: it was certainly understandable what why he was doing what he was doing. But from an evaluation standpoint, it made it harder, right? Because you didn't get to see, like, his best effort on a consistent basis on the defensive side. Um, Right. And I think they may,
0: once he gets to college, they may try to push him one way or the other. Oh, sure. I'm
1: like, I'm sure he's playing defense only now. It wouldn't shock me at all if he's back there returning kicks or punts. No, no. He
0: will do that, I think. That'll be something
1: he'll do, so –
0: but yeah, I think I'm like you. Yeah, I think he goes to safety, DB room, learns how to return, or not learn, but with the special teams, and that's where he's gonna go.
1: I mean, because that, like I said, that was the thing that jumped out the most to me watching him in high school was how when he had the ball in his hands, whether it was as a receiver, a a returner, or even like on defense when he intercepted the ball. Like, I mean, when he when when he has the ball in his hands, he's pretty electric. Um, yeah, is. And so I fully expect that at some point in his career, he's going to be used as a returner um, for Alabama, in addition to his duties as a defensive back. But I mean, he's he's going really high in our drafts, right? I mean, yeah, and both of our auctions, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think he was the highest player, but in both cases, but he was like the They're second probably. or third high. Yeah, he was second or third highest for sure. And, like, the only people going higher.
0: Like 80 bucks in one and 100 bucks in the other, I think,
1: something like that. And, like, I think the only guy going higher than him is Travis Hunter, right? And Travis Hunter's playing yeah. both ways, wide receiver and cornerback. And so, um, other than that, you know, Downs is – he's going really high. And I, I don't know. Was he the first IDP selected in our listener league? If not, he was, like, probably top three.
0: Towns right, but I don't think
1: he was the first. Um, I know you were tweeting about it. I'm gonna, I don't know if you wanna, yeah, you wanna add anything and about Towns, and now, uh, I'm gonna look it up.
0: Yeah, what he's just so want. special, right? And he plays. You can see his movements, movements, and speed are not forced, right? It's just a natural, fluid, smooth player. Super smart, game-breaking speed. You know, there's nothing you can really say bad about him. And I think he's going to get to play early. We've talked about them losing all their safeties this year to the draft, so I think he'll see a lot of reps early as a freshman.
1: Two, three, four. So he was the fifth. You you actually drafted him. He was the fifth IDP taken. The guy. Yeah, all, I know you
0: drafted him. I couldn't remember if it where it was
1: that. Exactly. And you, you you took him in the second second round, and the other four. We're all linebackers. Yep. Um, now, this one guy was a placeholder, but I don't remember who he was a placeholder for. Uh, Joey Joey took him as a – is that Harbor, maybe? Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. So then but he's not even a linebacker. He's really a receiver. Um. just going to look at the placeholder real quick. But he was he was he was in the second round and he was the first uh, defensive back taken so, like I said the other four raw linebackers. Uh, let's see here. Where's the placeholder sheet there we go Oh no, it wasn't <laughs> even a linebacker it was a he he used i don't know why he did this but he used a linebacker as a placeholder for a tight end. Huh. So, <laughs> so in reality, Downs would have been one, two. He'd have been the fourth, the fourth defensive player taken in the draft, with the three guys. Yeah, I
0: know i think earlier. I just can't remember how many was in front of me.
1: The three guys in front of him were all linebackers. So he's going yeah. pretty high.
0: Yep, that he is. Then um, I added these two: Justin Eagle, GV, Um He's going to be the defensive end probably across from Turner, the edge guy. Uh, he's not nothing special, but I think because of the volume, he's worth a look at, right? Because uh, he's look who he's been playing behind, Turner and Will Anderson and those guys. So he's had to wait
1: his turn. Um, he's a big dude, though, too. So I think like he might play in for Alabama, but assuming he gets drafted, he's going to be a D-Jackal. Yeah, he's, he'll
0: kick in. He's 300,
1: he's 300 pounds.
0: Right, which keep in mind if that continues, right? You know, if that's kind of where it is, you've got Keon Keeley, who they draft or not drafted, but recruited in, that committed to them. They have um, James. Well, he's he's an inside. They have this uh, Yanzi Pierre, who's an edge. They have uh, Quay Rousseau who's an edge. Jordan Renard, who's an edge. So. This draft or this recruiting cycle, they brought in a lot of edges and a lot of talented edges. They're all like five stars. So, you know, if they was to kick Igbo Igbe inside, they've got plenty of depth. They're just going to be super young, but
1: they've yeah, got plenty of depth. Yeah, I um this week I watched the um, All American Bowl, and I, yeah. I was watch. I was trying to watch a, another player that's not in the SEC. Um, But both Pierre and Keeley were in that, and, you know, Keeley had some, um, you know, I mean, it's hard to judge an all-star setting, right? You're not supposed to rush and all that stuff, but he had, like, a sack or two. He had a sack or two. I mean, I think think those all-star games are kind of hard to watch, but, you know, he looked good. Keeley did, and the guy – he's not a, he's not a defensive guy, but the guy I was most impressed up imp- and most impressed with in that game who I had not watched um, other than like highlights and stuff was Dante Moore. He, he looked, he looked really good in that game, but anyway. Right. Cool.
0: Uh, and then the other one that was uh, linebacker, Deontay Lawson that I wrote in here. Um, He's going to be starting in the middle for them. Um, they don't. They've got the the transfer Tresman Marshall. He's probably going to be on the weak side or whatever.
1: Um, yeah, they got lost a, Toto and, too, and but uh, he's more J- of like
0: a rover player.
1: Yeah, Moody graduated too, right? And Toto got drafted. So yeah,
0: yeah. Now they got some young guys coming up, but uh, you know. Tresman and Lawson are going to be your main two, and then you got morawell so that kind of does it for Alabama unless you've got anybody else
1: no um again i think you know they are a program that i would kind of watch like the first couple weeks right and and kind of see who who is is there is i mean obviously like Keeley and Pierre those guys are going to get drafted um in your leagues but Maybe there's somebody else that, you know, steps up at, you know, at the other edge spot. And um, like we said, linebacker and kind of, yep. kind of see and kind of go from there.
0: And I knew this class was super good for them. You know, every time you hear somebody commit, and I heard other people say, oh, look at their class. And I knew it was there. But
1: Yeah, they were the number looking one, at it, I, I think, I was, ranked number one in this class. In
0: this yeah, I was class, looking at right? this and I was like, my gosh, look at, just look at it. We talked about Keeley. We talked about Downs. Um, they got Desmond Ricks. Uh, they've got James Smith, Pierre. We talked about Rousseau, Jaleel Hurley, another safety, uh, Jordan Renaud, Tony um, Mitchell. Tony Mitchell, who's was back seemingly on the team now. <laughs> out of, yeah, back on the team now. So talent he's super good too. Him and Hurley. Hurley's actually uh, ranked ahead of him, but. Uh, yeah, and then they've got Hunter Osborne. So, you know, they've got this class is just, if they hit on these, they're going to be good, man, for a while because these are true freshmen. So, yeah. It's almost like a change in Alabama, right? Because you're used to seeing these third and fourth year guys, stars, you know, commanding the way. And I think this year you're going to see a lot of youth uh, out there on the yeah. field, especially if they can hold up their end. Ooh, that's going to be nice.
1: Because it seems like the, the the older guys, you got Turner, and then obviously uh, the guys like the interior defensive guys, they're older, but but your edge guys yeah. and your linebackers and and your safeties are going to be younger.
0: Yep, they sure are. Um, I guess we'll move to Auburn now.
1: So Auburn lost quite a bit um, in the in the draft, losing uh Papo at linebacker, Derek Hall. Uh, at edge, Colby uh, Wooden, defensive tackle. Um, so kind of like what we mentioned about Alabama. This is a team that you're gonna probably want to um, pay attention to the first couple games and uh, see who kind of stands out. Um, the the three names we have written here. I mean, two of them are cornerbacks, and, and they're, they're all they're they're both kind of all SEC type cornerback. But you're, if you're not in a cornerback required league, then you know, you're not really going to roster quarterbacks. But uh, both DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett, uh, they both had 37 uh, total tackles last year. Pritchett did have one sack. Um, let's see. And they both had eight, uh, eight passes deflected and James had one interception. Um, I mean, their numbers aren't great from a production standpoint. Uh, but again, if you're in a cornerback required league, and, you know, you're looking for guys that might get drafted um, in the NFL. These are two guys that uh, possibly could. Like I said, they both they both have been mentioned on some uh, preseason all-SEC teams. And then we have uh, linebacker Cam Riley. He was their second-leading tackler last season with uh, 64 total tackles. He didn't have any sacks, and he didn't really do anything uh, back in coverage. But I uh, I suspect he should kind of step into that, into Owen Papo's role, who had 92 tackles and two and a half sacks uh, last year. Um, and so he's with him moving on, I expect Riley's numbers should move up. Um, I really haven't heard any draft buzz or anything like that about Riley. But, you know, I think 90 tackles is kind of what you should expect. And he's probably someone that, you know, you should be looking at in your leagues, possibly drafting or, at least putting on your watch list, um, and see kind of how the first game or two shakes out. Well,
0: I would agree with that, but I'd also keep on, I, I keep an eye on Larry Nixon, the third that transferred from North Texas over there. So he had 105 tackles last year. Now I know that's a lot different in conference USA than it is the SEC, but yeah, it's definitely,
1: definitely- going to help
0: them out. I think so. He might be another one you could kind of look at. Cause I think it's going to be him and, uh, Andrew Riley, like you said, is there two inside guys that are trying to replace what? Owen Poppy, and who's the other one?
1: Uh, well, I assume um, Riley was a starter last year. He was the second-leading tackler, but they lost um, Colby Wooden, defensive tackle. Uh, maybe and that's then, what I'm thinking of. And then Derek Hall on the edge. Um, and then I think Wesley Steiner still there. He was someone, wasn't he like a pretty highly-rated recruit? But he ain't ever done anything, so... Um I don't I I don't, um, expect the, I don't expect this year to be any different. I'm assuming he's still there. He's still had a year of eligibility. He's um, only played um don't two see him. You don't see him on the roster. Maybe he's maybe he entered the portal. Yeah. Oh,
0: there he is, sorry, right there he is. They've got him. uh Our lab actually has him as the backup behind Larry Nixon the third. So they're going to start looks like Austin Keys, Larry Nixon the third. And Jalen McLeod is, is the three
1: starters. Huh. I'd be shocked if Riley's not a starter. But Yeah. They've got him as the backup to uh
0: Austin Keys, which I'm not sure who that is. So yeah, Riley may, you know, if he does what he does, he may beat him out right away. But that's just what
1: our lads has projected right now. Gotcha. All right, uh, moving um, to Arkansas. <laughs> Unless you have anybody else for Auburn. No, I, just, I I think
0: teams like that when they lose some pieces, you just kind of like you said about Alabama a minute ago, right? You got to watch the first couple games, see see who's out there and what they're doing, and, and kind of adjust from there. So uh,
1: Arkansas, um, they lost. Um, so probably the biggest loss is Drew Sanders, right? Um, the uh, the linebacker who got drafted by the um, Denver Broncos. So they got replaced that production. Um, I'm not sure who else they lost. Bumper Pool. So they lost their two leading tacklers. Um, and so, you know, that's B. Like who's the next man up? I mean, just based on tackles from last year um, and who we have on this list looks like that would be linebacker Chris Paul Jr. He was the one, two, three, four, fifth leading tackler last year with sixty two total tackles, four sacks. Um, and so he's someone I think it's a front runner to to kind of move into uh, those slots that Sanders and Poole vacated um we also have uh, again cornerback who's gotten some all sec recognition is uh, Dwight McLeathern. he had 52 total tackles last year and uh, 10 pass breakups you know uh, that's something i that, you know as a that you like to see from your cornerbacks he also had four interceptions so again if you're in a cornerback required league he's someone that could be adventurous and then the last guy we have um Is a transfer defensive end transferring over from Minnesota, and that's uh, Trajan Jeffcoat. Um, And he was, you know, he was someone decent, I think, at Missouri. He was never like a 10 sack guy, but I feel like he was always like six, seven kind of uh, sack guy. And so maybe he can um, fill that same kind of role in Arkansas. They lost Drew Sanders, had nine and a half sacks, and they also lost uh, Jordan Dominic. Um, Who transferred to Colorado? He had seven and a half sacks last season, so I feel like Jeff Coates probably gonna probably gonna be the high sack guy um, for Arkansas. I personally haven't heard any draft buzz for him or anything like that, but um, I mean, if he can kind of get, you know, he's played in the SEC his whole career, and if he can, you know, let's say get double digit sacks, double digit sacks, you know, that certainly I think will. help his effort to get drafted, right? Right. Um, they lost Jalen, uh, a, a kind of a, a, someone that we've all liked, but never can stay healthy is Jalen Catalan. They lost him. Um, and he went to yep. t- Texas. Is that right? Is that where he transferred to Texas? I uh,
0: believe so. Yes.
1: So. All right. Let's see. LSU. Not much next. to talk
0: about in uh, Arkansas. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there isn't really. Um, so we got the Tigers of LSU next. Um, some of the names you expected to
1: see, right? For sure, like you know everyone's favorite freshman, Harold Perkins Jr.
0: Harold Perkins, I think Makai. If you are playing in D tackle leagues, you know you know who Makai Wingo is. Um, but they got a transfer in too. I want space at linebacker, so that's going to help, right? That's going to be a big one for them. Uh, they got the Deuce Chestnut, who, I mean, you've talked about that transferred in. Um, do you think we're going to see any of Sage Ryan, the highly touted uh, safety that come in for him? What was it, last year, I think it was? Or was it the year before?
1: Um, He was class of 21. Uh, he might that might have been a redshirt year. Just looking at his numbers that year, he only had six tackles. So I don't know how many games he played. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see. You know, I, I mean, obviously he's going to play a safety, right? You know, with I think both Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut. There's your two starting cornerbacks, right? And, right. Uh, and uh, you know, from a cornerback and a quarterback required league, those both those both, both those guys like. I mean, Deuce Chestnut was getting draft buzz when he's at Syracuse, so I only expect that okay. to increase increase with the LSU, and you know, and Denver Harris was, you know, a pretty productive true freshman last year at uh, Texas A&M, um, who I think kind of got in the doghouse there, right, and and um, so he's moving to LSU, but yeah, I mean, I I, I could see Ryan being their starting safety. You know, they lost uh, Jay Ward. Um, who uh who was I don't know if he was drafted, but I'm pretty sure he's like with Minnesota, and then I think they also lost uh, Greg Brooks Jr., which I think they were their two safeties last year. So there's certainly like you know opportunity for for Ryan to to step up and be one of those starting safeties. Well, they're showing Brooks is still there. He's okay, going to be their
0: starting free safety. According so maybe to he
1: episode. well probably had the COVID year, right? So.
0: Right, they've got Sage Ryan listed as the nickelback. He's the backup to Deuce Chestnut right
1: now. Well, maybe he's their slot. Maybe he's their slot corner, corner, right? Like you said, nickelback. Um, Right. But yeah, that's Harold Perkins Jr. What, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on him at the next level? Do you see him like as a true middle linebacker, or do you think he's going to play more like a no? No, he's not going to be a true
0: inside guy. In my and that's opinion. kind of what I thought too. Um,
1: you know, I'm trying to think. Um, he's, he's he's not he's not an edge right. So he's not going to he's not. I don't yeah. think he's going to be an outside. I don't think he can be an outside linebacker in a in a you know three four where they're asking him to play edge all the time. Right. I don't think. I don't but think I don't he Know can, that he won't be. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get a little bit bigger. What is he six six two
0: two twenty? Yeah. So see that tells me he's more of a linebacker type.
1: Yeah. So I mean, He, he had
0: seventy two tackles, thirteen for a loss, and seven and a half sacks last year.
1: Yes. I just don't know that he's. I don't it's think. Two, he, I don't two, think he's the edge in at the in the NFL. But I think he will be though. I think you do you can play him as an um, outside linebacker. Maybe
0: not. Well, I, I do. I do. Maybe I think not he'll be an outside line linebacker. Guy, but,
1: but I don't think he's going to be someone that, like, uh, when I think of an edge, like, you know, he's not he's not going to play edge like Will Anderson plays edge. True, but nobody does. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I mean, that's a bad example. I'm just thinking from, like, a pure size standpoint, right? Like, he's – He's more. I mean, I realize NFL teams really aren't defined by three, four, four, three anymore. But in my opinion, he's really a he's a four, three outside linebacker. More yeah, so. Yeah, no, that I would agree with. much more so than a three, four outside linebacker, where those linebackers play more of an edge role. Right. I
0: agree, and I think three, uh, four, three teams is where he needs to land, right? Because you got that one extra lineman in front of it. because he's not a pure inside linebacker. So, teams may try him there, but I think eventually, like you said, they would try to move him to the weak or strong side. And then, yeah. if you're in the 3 4, you're going to move him up to an edge rusher, even if that's not really his game. That's probably where he's going to slot in at. So, I mean, to answer your question from a minute ago, I don't think he's a true inside guy. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody won't give him a chance. But
1: Right. I mean, kind of when, up, I, think I, like, when um... I think of Perkins, I
0: think of a pass rusher, though. I don't think of him as that tackle guy. Kind of like the
1: same thing when you say, oh,
0: Jalari, first thing came to your mind was, you know, a pass rusher.
1: Maybe like a Matt Milano at Buffalo, maybe, right? Where he's not, I mean, he, he might have to be the inside guy this year, but in the past, you know, that was Edmonds. That wasn't really Milano. True. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying just trying to think of other. He he was the one that immediately came to mind when I think of like you know outside linebackers. But anyway. Yeah, like, they've
0: got uh, they've got Perkins as their middle. Now this is airlines again, so
1: Perkins in the middle.
0: I mean, I think Omar he might spec the transfer weak and Ovi Agahafu as the other guy. See, I
1: think so I think, think speeds will be the guy in the middle and I think um Perkins will be on the outside. I do too. Yep. Because I mean, that's kind of yeah. You know, that's how they used him last year, right? Baskerville was the guy in yep. the middle. Perkins was the guy on the outside, and I think, I mean, I, I just think that's where you know that's where he's best suited for, you know, his skill set to be able to to be able to rush the passer, and um, not necessarily you know be a, a. I think he'll be a good tackle guy, right? But he's not going to be like a super high tackle guy. Right. Um, um, and, and and you know, and 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 saying this, like his Perkins value is probably pretty high, right? And so, I don't know. Like, unless you, I, you could probably sell him now and get more than what you will later. That's that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, maybe maybe you wait after the, till after this year, right? And then, um, you know, thing is, yeah, maybe, yeah, I could see that. You know, maybe you use them, use them. Why you can? I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that he's going to be a super valuable asset. I think it'll be a good asset in the NFL, right? But I don't know that he's going to be um, as productive as, say, like a Will Anderson or someone like that. Like, I think, I think what you'd be hoping for is like Matt Milano tackle numbers with, you know, six, six or seven sacks is what you'd be. Kind of hoping for at the next level with him,
0: right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Mississippi State now. You've got Nathan Picker in the defensive tackle, Jet Johnson the linebacker, and Nathaniel Watson the linebacker.
1: Now both uh, both jet Johnson and Watson they, they were their two leading leading tacklers last year. both over a hundred. Uh, jet Johnson had 115 tackles, uh, two sacks. and then Watson had 113 tackles and six sacks. So I'm sorry, yeah Watson. Yeah. So Watson's kind of more of the um, you know the guy that's gonna rush um, maybe edge guy if you will. Whereas Jets more of kind of like a true middle linebacker. Um, both of those guys, you know, with 100 plus tackles, if they're not rostered, you, they, they should definitely be rostered, and someone you look at, and then, you know, Pickering um, as a defensive tackle, um, you know, again, he's someone that's gotten I've seen getting some uh, some draft buzz, um, but if you're not a defensive tackle league, you're not you're not going to add the guy because you know he does he, from a stats perspective he he's never really done much uh last season he had 14 tackles, two sacks, 2021, 20, 14 tackles, four sacks, 2020, um 13 tackles, two sacks and then his freshman year uh six tackles and three sacks. So, you know, he's kind of he's pretty consistent, right? 15 or so tackles and two to four sacks in a year, which, you know, that those sack numbers are, are okay from a defensive tackle, but I don't, they're, they're not anything like where I'm rushing to add a guy that, you know, add that guy. Cause I feel like, right. you know, unless you're in some kind of funky defensive tackle scoring league, right? Those guys, I think, are kind of a dime a dozen from a, you know, scoring perspective. All
0: right. Um, and you hit on the two. Uh, main ones that I wanted or that I had picked, right, with uh, Johnson and uh, Watson. And, and like you said, Pickering, if you're playing in D tackle leagues, he has some appeal there, but those are the main three. And I would expect those to be the main three again this year. So,
1: um,
0: Ole they miss. did, lose,
1: they did lose Tyrus Wheat, um, who's kind of their edge rusher, right? Um, he had yeah, 54, they did. 54 tackles and six sacks. So maybe, maybe you kind of see, um, who steps up in that role for him. But, you know, as of this moment, I have no idea who that might be. Um, it's kind of going to be paying attention the first couple of weeks, see who steps up. Yep. Um,
0: let's move to their cross-state rival, the Ole Miss Rebels. And you've got three linebackers, Monty Montgomery, Centering Perkins, and Kari Coleman. Perkins being the highly talented freshman coming in.
1: For the Rebels? Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to make of their defense, right? Um, well, it says they ran
0: a 4 5
1: They just, I don't know, like from a fantasy perspective, like from a college fan, fantasy perspective, none of them have been like super, super um, productive where you're really starting them. Um, I mean, Kari Coleman had uh, 42 tackles last year, uh, four and a half sacks, which, yeah, that's that's not terrible or anything. Uh, Montgomery, he's a transfer, right? Uh, I don't believe- know. I want to say from Louisville, but I don't know if that's correct. I'm going to Google it right now. Um, and like you said, I Perkins know. is, Perkins is certainly the. Um, yep.
0: Yes, he so went to
1: Louisville. Yeah, he was at Louisville. And so let's see, uh, let's see his stats at Louisville. Um, 37 tackles, six sacks. So he kind of, kind of fits that Kari uh, Coleman, right? Kind of along <laughs> those same stat lines. Um. Perkins, I think, was he the number two rated linebacker. I haven't watched him personally, so I don't really have any I don't have any opinion of him, but I mean I would expect given his rating, um, that he's someone that could certainly, I guess, come in and start right away. Yeah, he's a
0: pretty solid player from what I've seen. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of him, but watching some of his highlight films and stuff like that. It seems like he moves pretty fluid, pretty understands what he sees, right? You know, a lot of people could see it, but if they don't understand what they're seeing, it, it, you know, that's where you're, you retain information on these things. So I think he's going to be a good fit for him. Um, right now they have him kind of back on the depth chart. And that's usually how it goes, right? For incoming freshmen yeah. most of the time. Yeah. But I don't see anybody... That would concern me with saying he can't get there this year. Um, looks like they have some a lot of freshmen, maybe some transfers, but uh, they have Coleman as a starter. They have um, Montgomery as a backup in the middle, and then they have um, Ashanti Sistrunk as the middle guy and Isaac Ukawu as the buck uh, linebacker or safety, however you want to say it. I guess that's their fifth defensive back since they ran a 4-2. So, right now, your stars would be Sis Trump and Coleman.
1: In, the, um, in our uh, most recent draft, Perkins was the second IDP player taken. Um, and He was taken in yep. the second round, early in the second round.
0: Which kind of shocked me that the IDPs in that league went as early as they did. Like, I got Coleman, what you say, the fourth IDP in the second round? Uh, the only reason I took him then because I was Caleb Downs, Caleb Downs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I I took him there because I knew if I waited, he wouldn't make it back to me. Not with the way the draft had already, you know, with three or four already coming off the board, there was no way he was going to make it. Yeah, there
1: was, there was, I mean, I think I only ended up taking one, um, defensive player in this league, and, and it was, uh, and it's somebody that's been in college for a while, um but yeah the the um, the IDP in in this particular in the listener league they went they went higher and faster than I think we've seen in this league before oh yeah for sure um but we've got we got like five new owners too so that I'm sure that pays that plays a part right I mean you know and then you got you guys got you well, got like,
0: and it could have been could have been a situation like my team where I didn't lose as many offenses I did defense. My defense was kind of shattered, right, with all the pieces that I had leaving. So while I don't like to take a, a ton of defense, you know, I felt like I had to reach and get a couple good pieces, you know, higher ones than sure than I normally would get. But but I'm happy with Downs. You, if you'd have told me I'd get Downs as the fifth or
1: fourth or fifth IDP off the board. I'll take it. Yeah, there were there were two times where I would have taken an IDP. Now I, I didn't plan on taking any of them in round two. I can tell you that, but um, you know maybe I would consider it round three or four. But the, the the when I did consider it, like someone else already, someone else take took them, like either that round or even way earlier. So um, yeah. All right. Uh, last up, Texas A&M, kind of lo- loaded on defense, right? Um, at least from a, yeah. uh, pretty highly ranked, you know, player standpoint.
0: So it says they run a four-two-five base two here.
1: And, uh, the first guy is, uh, a freshman from last year, defensive end Shamar Stewart. Um, he was one of the, you know, crown jewels of that loaded, uh, defensive line class from 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 a year ago. Um, it's true freshman season. He had uh, 23 total tackles and one and a half sacks, um, which you know that's 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 decent, right? Because you know they they had established established players there too, plus all those loaded freshmen. So you know just to see him get some run as a true freshman, that's certainly encouraging. Um, and then next is defensive tackle Shamar Turner. Uh, who was a highly rated guy in the class before? He had uh, had 32 tackles and half a sack. Um, again, you know he's. I think for them he plays end and tackle right, but I think at the next level he's he's clearly a, he's clearly a defensive tackle. He's 300 pounds, um, and I think yeah. both the Shamar's are probably owned in your leagues. Um, if they're not, you know, that's someone I'll be looking at, um, especially Turner, you know, in a defensive tackle uh, required league. And then staying yeah. staying along the defensive line, we got two more freshmen from that class from last year, Walter Nolan, uh, who a defensive tackle, and then um, Lebius Overton, who's a defensive end. Um, I'm trying to see their stats from last season. Oh. Let's see. Yeah, so they've got
0: Walter Nolan listed as the starting D tackle. Um, and they've got uh Overton as his backup. Um
1: so Nolan last season, his true freshman year, um twenty-nine total tackles and one sack again. Certainly encouraging to see from a uh for from a true freshman. He's uh six four, two three twenty. So you know there's no question, like, he's a defensive tackle, right? Yeah. And then um, Overton last year had, let's see, he had 31 tackles and one sack, again, as his true freshman year. And he's he's a little bit lighter. He's 280. So I, I can see, like, them yeah, using got him a, as an edge. Yeah, I can see them using him as both, right, an edge and a, and a defensive tackle. Um, yeah. He's a little bit lighter. Whereas Nolan's 100 percent a, a defensive tackle, um, you know. Again, I would I would suspect that you know the two Shamar's Walter Nolan and Overton they're they're all drafted right. They were all they were probably all, you know they were so highly ranked last year they were drafted in most leagues um, last season, but you never know right. So check your waivers, and then the last yep, two guys I'll check them. That, Last two guys I have on the list here are both cornerbacks, um, and you know if you're in a cornerback required league, um, these guys can be productive, and they also I believe you know definitely uh, definitely have some draft potential. And the first is uh, Tyreek Chapel. Um, he is a he'll be a junior this coming year, and he's he's been productive uh, both his uh, freshman and sophomore year. Uh, last year's sophomore year, he had 44 tackles. Eight pass uh, pass breakups, and then his true freshman year, he had forty-one tackles and uh, nine pass breakups. If you want a cornerback required league, he's someone that should should absolutely um, absolutely be drafted. And then this other guy, I'm going to have to look up his stats from last year because he's a transfer, and that's um, Tony Grimes coming over from UNC. Um, I yep. know he had like a he had a pretty big true freshman year, right? Um, I believe so. I believe it was. Uh, so, his true uh, freshman year, well, he was a high recruit, I think. I'm, I'm thinking, I think the guy I'm thinking of that had the big freshman year was Storm Duck, who also transferred from Carolina. Yeah, Storm but, Duck
0: had the big year, but Grimes was a five star recruit coming in. He was, a lot of people were trying to get him to sign or, uh, you know, commit to them, and North Carolina got it. So, I think so if you he look had, at his numbers, his, his sophomore year was his best year, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he had 47 tackles there and nine pass breakups. His uh, last season, he had 36 tackles, seven pass breakups. Um, so again, like, you know, like okay, tackle numbers, but you know th- those pass defended numbers, those are pretty good. Um, and you know, again, if he if he can show in the SEC, right, he's someone that certainly should get be, should be. Get drafted in the NFL, and so both Chapel and, and Grimes. If you're in a cornerback acquired league, that those are those are uh, two players to look at.
0: No, um, anyone else um, from from Texas uh, Just kind of looking at their depth chart. You know, we were talking about the plethora of uh, front line defensive line that they had, right? So they've got, like you said, Turners as starting defensive end, with Shamar Stewart as his backup. Uh, they've got Nolan as the starting defensive tackle. Uh, they have as the third backup to him, or the second backup to him, Gabriel Brownlow Dindy, who was a highly recruited freshman too. So he's on there. Then you've got um, you've got Overton as the backup at edge, which I think he winds up starting right now. They have a redshirt junior in front of Fadil uh, Diggs, I'm not sure who that is, but I think Overton can overtake him. And then, like you said, Chappelle and, and uh, Grounds as your corners. I mean, he's if you look at a linebacker, it's probably
1: Cooper, right? But yeah, I Edurgeon mean, uh, yeah, Cooper. But I mean, like Chris he's like Russell, I and mean, they're like sixty yeah. tackles a year. Nothing like from a production standpoint, nothing spectacular. Um, and I don't really yeah, know. Jumps out. Like I hadn't. I mean, maybe maybe they get drafted. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I, I feel like Cooper's probably owned in a lot of leagues because he was someone that was kind of highly ranked. But, I mean, he really hasn't produced at the college level like like you'd like to see. Um, and I really haven't seen any NFL buzz, buzz on him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you hold on to him because it is the SEC. But I, I certainly don't expect that you're going to get any kind of major um, – production from a college as a college player anyway. Right. Um you might want to look at Chris Russell.
0: Uh, he's going to exercise the uh, covid year right so um uh, he had yeah, he, he didn't do anything until last year. Two and a half sacks. Yeah, he was kind of quiet so maybe it's his turn and he kind of steps up and does something uh, I mean, he, with that. Prior to last
1: um, year he had a total of 16 tackles in his career in three years. So,
0: yeah, I'm just saying if you need somebody in, in yeah. the
1: Davie League only, because I, I don't think he's doing much
0: at the next level at the NFL anyway. Um, but for college, if you're looking for a linebacker to fill in this year or kind of piece something together, he's maybe somebody you're worth looking at, I think. Yeah, um, that does it for the SEC West, man. That was a uh, that was pretty good. Um, I was trying to look real quick before we left while we were on Texas a and They have got but uh, see here but it felt like there was Texas A&M. So they had quite the class too because don't forget they've got uh, They've got David Hicks, the incoming freshman. He's probably going to be more interior, six four two ninety. But they got a lot more too. Damian Sanford on the edge. Uh, they've got Ryland Kennedy on the edge. Uh, Tom Anu Pp on the inside. Oh, this is huge, six three three eighty.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a big boy. Yeah, he's a monster, <laughs>
0: monster. Um so yeah, they've got a few pieces. I don't think we quite saw what we saw the last what three years out of their recruiting classes where they were just overwhelmed with edge rushers. And because we saw a few of them transfer out and we've seen some of them graduate on now. So they had like a three or four year run where they were, and they were heavy, like five and four star guys. They got David Hicks, but like I said, he's six four two ninety. He's going to play on the inside for him. So, um, You know, looking at their depth chart, Turner, Stewart, I like both of them. Um, I think Overton is another one you should have on your on your roster somewhere, especially NFL potential because I think those are their main guys, right?
1: I think I think the tricky thing Uh, is with with a lot of their guys, like they might play defensive end for Texas A and M, but their size kind of size kind of dictates like at the nfl level they're going to be a defensive tackle so i think that's kind of the tricky part right where you know if you're not a defensive tackle required league you know these guys might not uh might not be as valuable to you true
0: yeah i mean we'll see how it winds up being i guess they uh I'm looking at 247 here, and they're all the way down to 15 this year in the recruiting side, which is not what we've been used to seeing from them. Was it last year or the year before they had the number one recruiting class, and they've been in the top, what, two or three for the last three or four years? So, I mean, as it sits right now, this, you know, their 2023 class sits at 15. So not what we're used to seeing from them. Um, I think that does it for the SEC West. Um, we will be yep. back next week with the Big Ten East. Um, that'll be interesting to get into that, kind of start digging into that uh, that conference. Um, hit us up with all your questions. You know if you if you're not sure about some of them or just want a second opinion on your thoughts, hit us up. We're more than happy to help roster lineups drafts auctions which justice loves yeah, loves right. loves loves auctions <laughs>
1: yeah no, no no i mean like so when, when people ask me to join a new league right the first two questions i ask number one is it idp number two question is is the are any of the drafts auction or are they just a regular draft and if if it's not idp i'm not interested and it's got to be college IDP and NFL IDP for ac to C2C. Like, um, a lot of leagues, yep. I think, uh, for the college side are just doing basically Debbie for the IDP side because they don't want to deal with fan tracks and they don't want to manually score it, um, which is fine, right? It's their prerogative. Wow. But personally, that's not for me. Like, um, so it's got to be IDP, and they, they got to count on both college and the NFL side. And And if the draft is an auction, yeah, I'm out. I want no parts of it. I just, I mean, I just finished an auction and, and it was, it was insane. Like the one I just did, buddy. Um, I don't even know what to say. Like um, the prices that, and, and, and this one, and this one was not a, I, I, did, I made an exception because it's a, uh, it's a, um, a company league, if you will. But um it's offensive only. And um Oof. and the prices were like outrageous, man. Like a, a lot of the prices. So like I got Malachi Nelson, wow. I paid like I paid like 825 for Nelson. That's 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 not I wouldn't say it's outrageous. But then like Dante Moore no, and Arch bad, man- Dante Moore and Arch Manning went for like a thousand and Brandon Ennis, the wide receiver, went for like nine hundred. So he went more than Malachi Nelson, wow. which is just absolute like insane to me. And then like and then you're that seeing like
0: thing.
1: and then you see like these random, like basically college only producers going for like a hundred plus. And it just I, like the pricing was just freaking insane to me. Um, and so I, I stayed out of it for the most part. The pricing was just way too high for my taste. Uh I did get a couple players, but I felt like you know, I was getting them at a decent value or, or right, you know, right at, right at like what they should cost. And I wasn't overpaying for people. Um, but yeah, it was crazy, man. And then like, like my biggest, this, this is my biggest complaint about auctions is like, people don't have to do any homework. They don't have to do any research. Right. Because, you know, they're in an auction with Hollywood and right. Hollywood, 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 you know, does a lot of research and a lot of, a lot of homework and he's nominating this defensive end from Georgia. Well, let me go Google. Oh, he, you know, this, who this guy is. Oh, now I'm going, I didn't know, I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know anything about this guy, but I'm going to start bidding on him. Right. And so that, that part is like, what really me. Um, is, you know, people, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is for it. It's like the game would be like helmet scouting, right. Where, Oh, the guy plays for Georgia, Alabama, so he must be good. Oh, well, Justice or Hollywood or, or, you know, someone else nominated this guy, so he must be good. I should, I should bid on him just because they nominated him. And like, I don't know. That's right. not my style. Like, if I bid on a guy, it's because it's going to be because I know him and I like him, right? It's not just going to be some random right. person I never heard of. Um,
0: yeah. So that, that point, does kind of suck. I get it. You know, I feel the same way with you. It kind of sucks to put the work in, and somebody else is gonna steal him out from under you, so to speak.
1: Or or the or the flip side is right, that doesn't happen. And then people just drive you up just for the sake of driving you up. And like again, right. That's not like I don't do that. If I if I'm bidding on someone's cause like, hey, I'm bidding because hey, I'm I'm you know, if I if I if I increase the bid, it's because I'm hoping I'm gonna win, right? You know, it's not I don't I don't play that game bidding people up just to bid people up and so you see other people do it and like you know they're doing it and again that's just I don't know people that do it they'll uh, say well that's part of the game that's part of the fun well like their definition of fun and my definition of fun aren't the same thing so <laughs> right. I, just, I just avoid auctions moving forward
0: <laughs> right Um, I understand I do, I do like the draft better than the auctions too uh, I mean I'll play the auctions but it has to be the right league for me to do it. So campus can with IDP and all that stuff. So I'm with you on that. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week with the big 10 East. Um, can't wait to get dig into that. Uh, please rate review and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, that just helps us grow and gives us some more options and things we can do. Uh, same thing with the podcast. It helps grow there. Um, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, whatever it is that that um, platform lets you do. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. You can follow me at, at HollywoodTitan. You can find Justice at Justice underscore 2318. Um, I was meant to tell you earlier before we go here, uh, our strategy episode 66, which was Couple of weeks ago, or a couple of episodes ago, um, has cracked our top ten all time of listeners. So, I wanted to shout out to our listeners and viewers and followers. Thank you. Um, so help spread the word and uh, help us grow. And uh, we'll be back next week. I was about to hit end when